Good morning, Hillspring. Grimelda Sanchez here, and I am honored to be sharing God's word with you today. We have been studying um, about prophets, and one of my favorite prophets is Prophet Ezekiel, in particular, because I love his vision of the Valley of the Dry Bones, because he brings a message of hope during a very crucial time during history. Ezekiel was um, called to be a watchman, he was charged to bring warnings to rebellious people, people who refuse to listen to God. And we should understand that. You know, how many times have we refused to listen? How many times have we refused to see God's warnings in our own life? But before Ezekiel warns them, he tells them a story, a story that they will be able to grasp or understand. And I'm going to read you Ezekiel 16 and start with um, verse 4. It's a long story, but I'm going to shorten it for you. On the day that you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean. No one looked at you with pity or had compassion enough to do any of these things for you. Rather, you were thrown out in the open field on the day that you were born, for you were despised. Then I saw you pass by, then I passed by and saw you kicking about in your blood. And as you lay there, I said to you, live. I made you grow like a plant on the field. You grew and became a beautiful woman. I clothed you with my embroidery dress and put leather sandals on you. And I dressed you with fine linen and covered you with costly garments. So you were adorned with gold and silver. Your food was fine, hun was fine flour, honey, and olive oil. You became very beautiful and rose to be a queen. And your fame spread among the nations on account of your beauty. Because the splendor I had given you made your beauty perfect, declares the sovereign Lord. You know, according to Ezekiel, in this story, God, God's love for Jerusalem be, began the moment he entered into relationship with them. You know, he chose them. He um, guided him. He protected him. He, um, you know, he showed his love and loved them as his own. And as he entered into a covenant with, with them and elevated them to a royal status. But here's the problem. God had always been faithful, but Jerusalem was not. God had been faithful from the very beginning. God had raised them like a great father. He loved them and cared for them like a great husband. However, it had been a one-sided relationship all along. For Jerusalem was focused on her own beauty, on her own needs and wants. God spoke the message to, to his people through Ezekiel to remind them how God feels about the relationship. And on verse 15 says, But you trusted in your beauty. And you used your fame to become a prostitute. And you took your embroidery clothes to put them on. And you offered my oil and incense before them. 
also the food I provided for you, the flour, the olive oil and honey I gave you to eat. You offered it as a fragrant incense before them. This is what happened. So according to Ezekiel, they had forgotten their identity. She had become arrogant, focused on herself, rejected God's love, and became unfaithful. You know, Ezekiel's story of the Israelites reminds me of my own story. You know, my background, my upbringing, how God chose me, like hand-selected me, and then how he removed me from my poor living conditions in a very remote village in Mexico, and then how he favored me, how he um, guided me, how he opened up a way where there was no way, how he, um, you know, how, how he moved his hand through the process and to offer me a better life in this country. And he has blessed me. And yet, despite God's faithfulness, I have in return paid payment with, you know, rebellion and ungratefulness of, of his blessings. And, you know, the way that, you know, or some of the ways that I have been unfaithful is through being selfish, through doing what I want instead of what God wants. You know, I choose to be comfortable instead of what God is calling me to do. When I focus on what I don't have instead of what I do have and, and be grateful. You know, it's easy to focus on on, it's easy to lose focus on God and focus on ourselves instead and, you know, do what we want instead of what God wants and how we begin to think of finding easier ways to bring us, you know, uh, temporary satisfaction. We want things now. We want to be happy now. You know, it's hard to hear God calling Israel a prostitute and taking all the gifts and blessings and wasting them, devalued them. You know, God's people were chosen. They were supposed to be holy. They were supposed to be the ones giving an example to all the nations around them. A prostitute? It represents unholy, represents rejection, fake love, wickedness, and a bad example to follow. Completely the opposite of, of what God represents. You know, so this story reminds me of also the different stages that we go through in, in our journey with God and also the relationships in those stages. That childhood, the child stage, adolescent stage, and adult marital stage. You know, so what stage are you in right now? Are you in the childlike stage? You know, you have an identity. You look at God for everything, for His provision, wisdom, guidance, and protection. 
or are you in the adolescent stage you know where you're you're trusting god with all your heart and not with with your own wisdom and you're staying pure in mind and heart and you're pursuing god's call and and the purpose to your life or are you in the marital stage you're one with god you are living into his promises and you're keeping your covenant with god are you being faithful or are you being rebellious for the israelites they rebelled at every stage you know in the childlike stage they complained disobeyed they wanted to go back to egypt you know in the in the adolescent stage they focus on themselves follow their own desires do you remember on mount sinai when moses went up to to get the the commandments and they left them alone by themselves for a very short period of time and what did they do they started partying and making their own idols very impatient in the marital stage you know they were influenced by other nations they wanted to be like like the others they worship idols they defile the temple god's sacred um God's sacred place. And they made detestable practices. They were unfaithful. You know, Jerusalem was said to set an example to others, but instead they had rejected God's love and had not followed their decrees. Her wickedness had gotten to the point that it was worse than the other nations. And for this reason, they were taken into exile and they suffered tremendously. But the good news is that God was, is, and will be faithful. God is always faithful that in the midst of, of suffering, the prophet Ezekiel, the one that gave them the bad news, gave them the warnings, God called them again, you know, to, to the very people who had lost everything. And he brings them hope in, in, a, in the form of a vision. And this is, like I said, you know, my, my favorite, And I'm going to start on verse four. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied and as I was commanded, as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared in them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. 
Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, come from the four winds, O breath, and breath in, and breathe into the slain, so they may live. So I prophesied as, as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet. It was a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the, the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people, I am going to open up your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, you will know that I am the Lord. When I open up your graves and bring you up from them, then I will put my spirit on you and you will live. And I will settle you in the land of your own then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and have done it, declares the Lord. Oh, this, this, this message is, I mean, I love messages of hope, you know, like in, in your, in your worst situation, there's this, this breath that comes into your life and, and brings you back to life, gives you that gleam of hope, that a gleam, bling. <laughs> you know, God loved and valued the Israelites from the beginning. And he still wanted to work with them and into his plan. He even wanted to elevate them to a royal status. You know, they were... They were an example of His grace. You know, in the same way, He wants to do that with us. But you are chosen. Royal priesthood, holy nation, are God's special possessions that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into a wonderful light. You know, despite all the many times that I have been selfish, acted in rebellion, or have not been grateful for God's gifts, God has been pursuing me. You know, He has opened up doors for me to become His servant. I have seen His hand moving in hopeless situations. I too have, have experienced the things of the Lord where, where you feel God's tangible presence and you have absolutely no doubt that God is there. You could be losing a loved one, but there's, there's strength, there's, there's peace in your heart that you don't understand. It's the hope that God brings to your life. When you're faithful, bigger things happen. You know, you are used in, in ways that you never even imagine. You know, God is using us it, despite what we're offering Him. I always uh, picture ourselves like giving Him the leftovers. 
But imagine how God would use us if we do offer them our 100%, if we are intentional with the things that we do, the things that we say, the way that we love. You know, love people. You might not have them tomorrow. And those people that you have conflict with right now, believe me, later on, some weird way, you end up connecting in a, in a very different, intimate way that you don't understand. But you look back, you're like, can't believe it, that I used to hate this person. But look at us now, what happened? I mean, that's why don't ever mistreat people. They need hope. And, and, and you know, just like Ezekiel, you might be responsible for them. If they don't listen, if you don't share the message and, and they die, we're going to be held accountable. I don't want to put that pressure on you, but that's, that's kind of, I mean, that's, that's right in the Bible. You know, I mean, we have a huge responsibility, especially being called as, as a pastor, as a leader. You know, we're all equipped. We all have, have the same identity. We all have the same gifts and, and, you know, and blessings from God. And we are his chosen people. Therefore, we are to live, you know, differently. We are to live who, you know, kind of who we are. We have to live out who we are. So, in, in, in times like this, you know, it feels like we're living in exile times. But we need to remind ourselves whose we are. Our identity is in Christ and Christ alone. We are, we are called to be, to be, we are called as holy people. We are royal priesthood. We are holy nation. You know, and God is ready. God is waiting to enter into a new covenant with us, an everlasting covenant. Where, and then in the process, He says that He's going to restore us and He's going to bless us. Bless us even more than before. You know, our testimonies will be used to tell others of God's love, compassion, and pursuit for us. And God is here, and He's got, you know, the same message for you. He's bringing you hope. And I hope that, you know, that you accept that, that renewal, that you entered into, into his new covenant. And with that, let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the many ways that you have blessed us. You have shown us how much you care about us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for being with us, guiding us, protecting us, loving us. And thank you for making us who we are now. We are unfaithful, but you are faithful. We are ungrateful, but we can start today and looking 
at all the blessings that you have given us and be grateful. We choose to be grateful, Father. Father, let our testimonies speak louder than what we say. Father, be with us. Breathe your breath in us and give us life. Give us passion. Give us genuine love. Give us that strength to, to trust in you like a child. 